newsletter. Hello, everyone. I see we are live. Yeah, we're live. <laughs> Episode number two, we got video this time. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I'm using so... this service. Let me so post it in a couple in. places. Uh, hold on a second. Let me find. So we got we got YouTube. Uh, we have YouTube live over here. Oh, what? Only. Sorry, what was that? We got YouTube live. Um, is it Twitch you there? So uh, hi everybody from Twitter. I mean from YouTube, from Twitch. Welcome to Ethereum Weekly with Chovy and I, Renee Chata. So I think uh, mostly in this week we're gonna discuss what happened on the on the weekend as we got the newsletter. You can subscribe, uh, you know, from EthereumWeekly.com. Get your email there and then receive some good old newsletter from Chovy. Okay. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What happened? Uh, my browser froze up. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, well, we're streaming to LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Let's go. Hi, everyone from those from Twitter, from Twitch, from YouTube. I mean, you're welcome. Ethereum Weekly. Does it keep reloading for you? What? You there? Okay. This Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. So what's up? You Not much. Anyway, we'll get started with the scratches again. I've uh, applied to a grad school program for science. I'm thinking of uh, switching from programming to something more uh more base in math but not as much programming because what i'm finding is like at my age there's not a lot of programmers that are old they're yeah, usually uh they're usually a lot younger so yeah, what i noticed yeah. in my career sorry go ahead so i was saying like the younger guys like me i mean they're a little uh People would like to code or like to program rather than the age of yours. That's something I agree. Yeah, it's like being on the front lines, you know. You you, you earn your way to the back of the line in the uh, you know in the military. Um, but for me, it's like I'm still on the front lines, and I'm I'm 48. I just it takes me six months to find a job now. Where it, you know, 10 years ago it would take me two weeks and I'd have another job. So anyway, I don't know if I'll get accepted. I didn't have very good grades. I had like a C plus average in college. So 
Uh, we'll see what happens. Times change, you know. Times change. So obviously, we gotta have that faith that the job might come. So you know, all the, all the time, we need to have the faith. Yeah, I'm taking a linear algebra class online for free, so it's kind of a refresher. I did this stuff in college, but uh, so. <laughs> Side note, uh, if anyone's listening, uh, Chatter and I are working on Husco.money. You can check it out. He's been working on the... Uh, uh, the address, yeah. Man, I forgot what it was you were working on. Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, mostly with, uh, with Husco, it comes with what can you bring in order it's the currents to bring the value. So let's say if we bring out the airdrop and people might go and claim, uh, you know, get some some holders to the token, at least 10, 50, 100. I just matter the volume. So we, when we get those people, they are going to claim free. Let's say we have 100, 200 people. So we, we are now seeing this has good adoption and we can move forward to, let's say, uh, launch a small pre-sale and let's say launch a fund so that we can get some liquidity into Uniswap and so on. We can even make this token uh, over to Ethereum if we think uh, Ethereum is not cheap rather than last time out where the Ethereum was so expensive. I mean, uh, yeah. and I think uh, using Ethereum comes with a lot of perks. A lot of people use uh, use Ethereum network. Polygon is just, let's say, a layer to network that is cheaper at that time. But right now, a lot of change to Ethereum has gone to, to proof of stake. Uh, and the, the fees has gone down massively. So I think uh, we, we got to see it through if we really want people to adopt the, the host point. And I think and Ethereum itself is uh, getting stronger every day by day over the week. Uh, we, we have this news, this information about it. So I think uh, it would be a nice uh, nice way if we move to it. Wait, what's happening this week? Uh, I think uh, there, there was there was a lot of uh, uh, a lot of guest fees last week before the launch of this uh, Pepe, uh, Shiba Pepe, you know, those kind of meme coins. So there was a lot of fees, a lot of uh, price. Now, a lot of things has cooled down and we can see the fees have returned to, to where it was. Yeah, I just cashed out some Ethereum today to pay for some bills. I've got, uh, my job just doesn't quite cover the expenses. So I had some Ethereum I earned uh, about five or six years ago when it was $400 and I got paid in that. And I've kept them, but I've been having to live off of them every every two, basically once a month. I cash out one Ethereum. And it has been going up much. I wish it has been, but it, that's not been the case. Yeah, but I think uh, coming over through the the, the month, the lot of happening with uh, the SEC. You know, this the suite that they built over Binance. I think it it brought it brought out of. Uh, Currencies down. Uh, you know, after we come through that the regulation thing from the United States, and I think we can move on to uh, maybe a bull run after that. I think that happened literally in 2019. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they're waiting on the uncertainty of the presidency. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, also I saw you release the, the, the newsletter this week. So maybe we will put through. Some yeah, we can go through that. Let me bring it up here. So anyone listening, go to ethereumweekly.com. That's our website. Our latest newsletter was June 6th. Um, gas fees cooled down after meme coin frenzy. Yeah, that's what you were just talking about. Um, I wonder what was causing all the frenzy. Seems like Meme coins are a dime a dozen now. Is it Uniswap that they're mostly trading on?
Oops, we lost them. So here's the home page. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be briefly talking about the headlines for this week. <clears throat> Hold on, I got to add chatter back in. Buck. Okay, hey, ch chatter, I'm sharing my uh, screen here. Hold on a sec. Let me see if YouTube's working. I just want to check the, uh, see if anyone's watching. <coughs> no, nobody's watching. That's all right. We'll record this and we'll edit it. <laughs> you see, there is a type of there, interesting to us. What's that? 2021. Can you see what we're saying? Looking for strategic investment in Ethereum, this article on predictions. I think the major news uh, this week was oh. the Binance switch. Oh, this is 2021. That's old. Let me delete them. I'll delete it later. My algorithm is not always accurate on the dates. I agree. Binance is launching an NFT marketplace. So Kraken is the one I use mostly here in the U.S. They launched an NFT marketplace as well this week. I got the email today, I think, actually. But we'll have to see how that plays out. I think we've got to get a lot of... Uh, traction in husco.money to uh, become on one of these platforms, don't you think? I agree. But I think uh, the, the problem is, uh, the major problem is this, uh, this cryptocurrency or this uh, news is that at any time regulation when it comes in, it, many people will lose a lot of money. That's the problem. Oh, for regulation? Yeah, so I think... Well, that's the problem with using a centralized exchange no matter what, right? 
even with NFTs or you're trading cryptos, they can just come in and shut the whole thing down. Like Coinbase is getting sued by the SEC as well as Binance. And my buddy, who's not really technical, he's a product manager. Uh, he uh, he heard from his friend that he should take his money off Coinbase. And he talked to me about it. Yes. I was like, yeah, so, you should. Uh, yeah, but I think reading from the the Binance uh, Binance uh, response, what they are saying is that uh, the the SEC is just acting unilaterally without any information whatsoever. So I think uh, I can get a little a bit of uh, the, the 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 article here. It says uh, that they are disappointed. The US SEC. Uh, has chosen to file a complaint against Binance, seeking other remedies, you know, purposes, pur yeah. purported emergency relief. So they want some money from the um, the U.S., the Binance U.S. They're saying they run the, uh, some securities by offering that they're going to get uh, money with the investment, and that's the problem with the ACC. I think, and what they're asking is something close to 100, 120 billion. US dollars. That is a lot of money, you know. Million with an M or a b billion with a B? Yeah, 120 billion. That is a lot of money, you know. Considering billion. the is like. Wow. Yeah, that their government's just trying to shut them down by, you know, charging them too much. We'll see what yeah, happens. I think uh, I mean, yeah, at I the end of the day, uh, they can't kill. They can kill Binance. In the U.S., but they can't kill Ethereum. It's distributed. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think what what the major issue with SEC is is the the incubator program that they sold this and registered securities. So I don't think if they uh, take a fine from the Binance U.S., it will impact the whole organization. Although it will impact the Binance U.S. company, but I don't think it will uh, it will make the Binance organization maybe even tremble a bit. Considering uh, I see how much, how much the the SEC is, you know, seeking for the fine, I don't think it will be that money uh, will break the Binance. And I think another problem yeah. is with this uh, this USD, you know, the the stable coins. Let's say the USDC, the BUSD. All of this, uh, the SEC are saying that this uh, stable coin was created that people they're going to put the money in exchange that this bnb or usd they are going to back off and take each other up so let's say they are collateralizing bnb against the BUSD, so the price of bnb doesn't come down and i think they have a, a solid reason because we know a lot of problems with Binance that they trade against their users they take money uh, against their users and i think over the time if Binance is uh, is guilty. Binance might go down. That's my, my, my prediction. Well, that's what I'm saying is Binance itself, you know, it's like Napster. You're probably too young to remember Napster, but I was in my 20s when that whole, when Metallica sued them and everything. And, uh, you know, they shut it down like overnight because there was a central choke point. Now you've got to like Uniswap, they could shut down the server, but there'll be a you know a hundred others the next day because it's all open source. Yeah, I agree. So and I think over the time, over the time they will we will come into conclusion that this cryptocurrency must prevail. So we either use it um, with other people or create maybe a central bank. Uh, coin the CBDC, or at least be a part of progress. Because uh, what about the peer-to-peer -peer network? Is you cannot stop it. If you stop it, you're the one who is acting. Right, that's what I'm it. saying. They can't stop it. It's like it's just like BitTorrent. They can't stop it. They can they can go after individual users, but there's so many of us and so few of them. It's it's like they yeah they can't stop adoption. Up. That's for sure. They, they give up. They can't stop. Mm -hmm. They can come out with uh, their CDBC 
But I still think a lot of people that don't know anything will use CBDCs without even knowing they're using it. But then there's going to be the rest of us that have intimate knowledge of blockchain and technology and everything. And we're probably unlikely to use it unless, you know, our official jobs get used that under the hood to pay us. But I'm still like, I'm still going to hold crypto. Even yeah, if there's think, a central digital currency. Yeah, I think on the part of the CBDC, I could uh, give a reference from a movie, a series called Mr. Robot. Uh, I think in the Mr. Robot, there's a company that's going to create uh, this coin, yeah. the Electro coin, if you if you Evil Corp. Yeah, Evil Corp. I mean, E-Coin. So everybody's going to use the E-Coin around the, the, the nation. That's what, that's what I could imagine with the CBDC. The CBDC is going to be issued by the government. So what the government is going to do is uh, it's going to try to push uh, adoption to the CBDCs without knowing themselves that they are pushing adoption to cryptocurrencies. So over the time, people will get used to using the CBDCs or the stablecoin or whatever. And they're going to notice that as the normal day use. That's easy. People are going to know about cryptocurrencies. Major. Will they notice that- it, though? That's what I'm wondering because... I, you know, a, a lot of people talk about how the average internet user doesn't distinguish or even aware that they're using HTTP one versus HTTP two. They just don't know it. They, you know, TCP/IP versus UDP. It's just a protocol that the people implementing it understand, but the end user has no knowledge that that's what's being used. I think that's how the government's going to push it if they do push it. Yeah, I think even on the matter of, of those uh, terms, I think those are more of the IT terms, information technology terms. So you can't have everybody know what is the TCP IP is or what is HTTPS or HTTP is. So what they're going to do is they're going to be fitted to what they're going to use. That's exactly what I'm, I'm anticipating. But this is different. Uh, the cryptocurrencies also come in into their lives. So let's say if they use a stablecoin or they use a currency, let's say, because uh, CBDC is just going to be their stablecoin, their currency in the digital way. So a, a central bank will control the digital coin. So when they use those uh, CBDC and they see the regulation, they see how much uh, power the government or the central bank has against them, they're going to look at other alternatives, which is, exactly what they're doing they're pushing cryptocurrencies to the adoption they're going to look to the bitcoin they're going to look to ethereum and they're going to look at these uh, currencies and say well we have to choose the peer-to-peer one because there will be no any scrutiny of our privacy and uh, when we stand yeah. uh, proof that the money is not being manipulated or stolen in any way so i think what they're doing is pushing the adoption of the cryptocurrencies if they launch the cbdc and that's, that's I agree. I agree. I actually what I you're saying, Be, because they're not really hiding the fact that it's a CDBC. They're they're openly using that term now. If you're talking about like passing a law about censorship on the internet, TCP/IP probably doesn't even come into the you know the vernacular at all. Whereas they're using CDBC as a central bank digital currency. So they're on board with this digital currency thing. It's like because Bitcoin came first, they have to play catch up. And the government's never good at doing that. You know, I've got the four newsletters besides Ethereum Weekly. There is a, there's also, I have... Dogecoin Weekly, Monero Weekly, Litecoin Weekly, and Ripple Weekly. I think the best way you could do it is uh, put all this into one category. Let's say uh, Bitcoin Weekly that will have all of this uh, Bitcoin and alternative coins. I think if you put everything under under, under one roof, you will be able to focus on that, create leads and, uh, you know, uh, reach. Yeah, I kind of... I told myself I was only going to do Ethereum, and then... I think you, you, you can also not limit yourself. You can put all this under one category, and we can talk about it. I think yeah. what the industry needs is uh, 
a way to have something unique from others because other people are going to be let's say we are only bitcoin oriented or we only like ethereum but when you try and put everything under one roof i mean we can we can all agree that it's going to be good i think you're right i think we might have to pivot to like maybe even just like a technology podcast because i have a lot of interest in ai and programming and i agree you know crypto's cool and it's focused enough to where people will subscribe but at the end of the day do i need to be on 10 different newsletters or can i just join one that talks about everything i'm interested in you know and we get it's like you ever listen to podcasts like you know there's one podcast i listen to where they talk about the same thing every week and it 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 gets kind of boring but there's other podcasts where they have a whole different subject like the all-in podcast with uh chamath he's the most famous guy i think um and a couple other guys they they're like the number one podcast on spotify right now but it's the same four guys. They talk about different shit every week. They pretty much focus on tech, though. I want also to try to stream this to my YouTube channel if I can. I can get it. You can restream it. I gave you permission to restream. Yeah, I think that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, we, we can continue a long time. Yeah, yeah, we don't have any viewers yet. That's all right. It's kind of a weird hour to be streaming. What time is it there? It's um, noon. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like 2.30 a.m. here. Oh, it's... Uh, <coughs> So do you know anything about the Celsius? I'm wondering, is Celsius? So when I staked my Ethereum, I used my Ether wallet, and I had to agree to the terms and conditions. It was like some third party that did the staking. And that, this was before the latest merge that like made it official. Yeah, I think the problem is, I think what the the thing is, uh, a lot of these companies that they provide m things that the blockchain cannot do, uh, it's not trust so much. I think. Yeah, I see. I gotta figure that out. I gotta go back into my Ether wallet and figure out how. Are you staking Ethereum at all on the new upgrade? I was taking Dash, if you know Dash. I think I told you about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking it to the crowd node. I think that's uh, you, you. You know, there is a master node. So the master node is so expensive. I think the master, one master node equals to something like uh, four thousand, something like a thousand Dash, and a thousand Dash is uh, close to three. I think if uh, not three thousand, then thirty-nine thousand. Some something close to forty thousand. So you you need to have a lot of money to buy the 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 master node. so what they do they create a, a shared master where a lot of users can like buy one master node and then they say go ahead with it uh and stake it so when a lot of users use that share master node, the rewards that come through with it people get the money right so i think that's 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 what staking is so when the master node participates into validating into the network it gets rewards and you get the reward that they say it has the same the, the percentage wise are invested from the thousand the thousand uh dash needed amount i see yeah i gotta yeah, I think, what, what do you think's better monero or dash i mean i already know what you're gonna say but i think I'm dash curious why. <laughs> of course <laughs> monero has its uh advantages of course i know monero monero is a good coin but I don't know the developers 
and I think it has been streamlined to be like you know a lifetime coin like Bitcoin. So I don't trust it at all. I want to see a, a coin or or a currency that's been worked on, something like Ethereum, something like Bitcoin, the Bitcoin team behind it. So we have this uh, a lot of these tokens that we need the team behind it to see that it's going to work long term. And that's what so I'm, Monero kind of. They're kind of uh, like Litecoin, like nobody's really innovating there anymore. Yeah, it's just chilly, you know. That's the thing. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, according to this, uh, ChatGPT predicted uh, Bitcoin could hit a high of 43K. We are A minimum of 28. However, Ethereum and Cardano could see gains of 3,900. This would be a big jump. I think that's. I think the all-time high was around four something. We'll see. June's June's a quarter of the way over. I don't know what. Uh, this is Yahoo Finance. Check the date on this. Yeah, that's June first. Uh, November, 61%. Token is down 61%. Man, I, I started buying like crazy during that bull run. And then I'm down like, my portfolio is down like 50% since then. Oh, okay. So I think we're live on, uh, on YouTube. Okay, cool. Got any viewers yet? I think they'll come. I've just started uh, streaming right now, so. Okay, cool. So if everyone is watching, this welcome should... to Ethereum Weekly Podcast. Yeah, let me post our stream uh, on Reddit. I think I'm going to send you in chat here. Okay, we should get some people in now. I posted it to Ethereum on Reddit. Let's get deleted. Um, sorry, what were you saying? You're gonna post me something? Yeah, I sent you a link. Oh, in, in Telegram. No, wait, where'd you send it? Um, on Telegram? I didn't get it yet. Oh, there we go. Are you just doing the I audio? Sent you oh, no, there I we think go. it's just... Okay, let me post yours to uh, a different subreddit. Okay, cool. We'll see if anybody joins your channel. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, it seems like the fee thing was the biggest story this week with the uh, meme frenzy. I kind of missed the whole photo, man. 
Jeffrey Wilch. Have you heard of this guy? Yeah, that is out of tokens. 22,000 Ethereum. That's almost 12 million. That's a lot of money. Yeah, you know, it's funny, all those newsletters, Ripple's the most popular one. I agree. But I think over the time, um, Ethereum is just going to stand out itself. You think it's going to what? Ethereum uh, against all repo or whatever, it's just gonna stand out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing was like Ethereum was the first coin to have like the smart contract. Like Bitcoin didn't have that. Nobody else did. Litecoin didn't have it. I agree. But there's been. I like Polygon, but they're on top of, they're what, layer two? Is that what that's called? And it's, it's a little difficult to set up. So, like, I'm pretty sure a non-techie person can kind of figure out MetaMask. Um, but to change the relays or whatever, the, you know, the, the token chain and all that. Like, I have friends that aren't technical at all. They're, they'll never figure that shit out. They don't even well, think just speaking they, a different language when I talk to them. But, but if they get education, they can uh, they can know how to use one, you know, one function after the other. So it's, it's all about uh, learning, I think. That's the most important thing. They're learning. If they learn, they can use it. Same as I, same as you. You learn, then you use it. And I think... Uh, you know, the MetaMask applies to only people who want to take on their own finances. So you cannot just uh, teach uh, a noob, somebody who uh, only cares about banks and, and, and mobile uh, money to come and learn about Bitcoin, to learn about MetaMask. So that will be hard for him, uh, you know, learning. But I think if somebody is ready to take on his own finances, uh, learn, invest, he can learn about MetaMask. He can learn about cryptocurrencies and use it. So that's that's what I'm optimistic about. This it's all about the finance. You know, when somebody wanna learn finance, wanna take on his own finance, he gotta learn, and he will learn. Yeah, it's it's true. Uh, I think uh, some people just. They don't even want to learn a different video conferencing software. Like this guy that was my neighbor, he's in sales. He's older than me. And he's like, I know Zoom. I, I don't know how to use that other one. I'm like, oh my God, dude. It's like they they all have like the same three buttons, but he couldn't figure it out. I was just like, okay. There's people who are non-technical that won't even like stand a chance. But then... You know, that's what Coinbase is for, right? I agree. Let's see what airdrops are going on. Man F NFT. Yeah, and, and the airdrop is ready. So uh, we, we only got a few things left. We got to only uh, ship it now. Yeah. I, I would do it during this podcast, but I don't want to accidentally expose the keys. No worries. Though. After here, I think we got to do it. We got to just uh, deploy the, the the smart contract. And I think also uh, using that, you cannot, you cannot uh, show anybody keys. I think it, this also will be an opportunity to people uh, to learn about actually coding. So let's, let, I think we can do this without actually. Revealing anything. 
Well, I I might have to edit the EMV file, which will have the private key. So let, let's just do it offline, and we'll or off the podcast. Because I think sure thing. If I reveal, I think this could also be projects up. No worries. I think also this could be. Uh, I thought this could be an opportunity to people to learn actually about coding. I think. I agree, a, but I think we should do it on a dummy project. Every opportunity to, to show Well, you don't have I the, agree. the I agree. you don't have the private key for the wallet, so why don't why don't you share your screen and walk us through how it's done? Do you want to do that? So, um, what's uh, what's the best news about uh, the cryptocurrencies that happened this week? I think we got them on the newsletter. I think we can get another news like a newsletter this week. Can we? Yeah, we're gonna do it on Mondays. I'm gonna do the newsletter yeah, every Monday. I think, yeah, I think that's 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 also good. So the podcast will be available on uh, Substack. I think that's that's the yep. first. Uh, Just go to ethereumweekly.com. Yeah, I think we also got streams in here uh, from YouTube. My 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 stream also streaming this. I think this uh, yep. over 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 the coming time, this should be like a platform where people learn actually about uh, cryptocurrencies and they can learn uh, technical details like coding smart contracts. Uh, while actually learning what's happening on the on the industry, uh, this should be an opportunity to to people to actually be the best in in that category. And I think we can do this if we we, we want to try and help people. If we want to try and, and actually succeed, I think, tech I think we can, and I think it would be better if we had like a brand new project that we live coded on the podcast. Maybe not the whole podcast, but like, you know, I don't know if you want to do like once a month, we do a coding, live coding session or uh, something like that. But yeah, I, th I think I agree on that. I think uh, I think it would be cool uh, to start fresh just because if we fuck it up and reveal our keys, like the whole jig is up, right? Like all yeah, that work we've done on Husco money. Yeah, I think I have an idea about this. Uh, we can have a project over i think i have an, a project idea uh we can we can work through it we can work through the stages we can work through developing the smart contract for it uh, finishing it up wrapping up the website and we can launch it while on live and and i think what we can do is we can take some steps toward improving it uh there is risk to, uh, getting liquidity funds while i think the, the the show follows through that i think that would be a nice and fantastic idea about it and I think we can do it if we want to try it. I have some few ideas in the head. I think uh, we can present this, uh, look at these projects, and then uh, take off with them. That's something I think uh, we can do best. Okay, cool. I'm down with that. Yeah, I think offline I'll, I'll share some projects with you, uh, at least discuss what you think and some uh, some roadmap ahead. And I think we can, uh, we can bring it to the podcast, uh, let people learn. Let people, you know, get to to, to the project itself. Uh, also, they can be a part of it if if they can see it. I think that's something we can do. So, if you're down okay. with it, then that's awesome. Uh, let's discuss the some details. And I think uh, you like it, and then I think it can take off, and people will like it. I think the idea itself also it has presented to be a nice one. Yeah, there are so many people wanting to learn this stuff. And, you know, a university course is good, but one of the problems I've noticed just doing edX is, like, the professors go so fast. They spend, like, 30 seconds on a topic, and you're like, wait, I didn't understand any of that. <laughs> like, I guess that's what the book's for, but it's crazy. Yeah, and I think uh, the professors, whatever they learn, 
over the time when they teach at the universities, they come and, and see that whatever they taught might not be relevant to, to, to the current job market, the current uh, you know, industry. And I think, for example, in the web development area, a lot of uh, colleges and universities teach some PHP things. They teach some C++, they forgot the core thing about the modern development is that somebody has to learn some JavaScript, some TypeScript, and then Node.js. Those are some essential uh, things that they could teach, but they're not teaching. I think there's something also a problem with the, with the kind of... Well, I applied, to, I applied to Berkeley, and it's... The question was, how much Java do you have? I'm like, Java? Who the fuck uses Java anymore? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Java's dead in my mind. I'm sure I'm sure there's big enterprises that use it, but still. Come on. I had to I had to put other and put JavaScript. JavaScript wasn't even a choice. They have Python, C, yeah. Java, and .NET. Yeah. Those those are the languages that we uh, at least they expected that they're gonna help somebody out here. And I think uh, uh, I heard I think in the last two weeks a lot of companies were laying off some some employees there in the U.S. Let's say Facebook, Meta, almost seven thousand people were laid off. Uh, that's creating a huge uh, I think opportunity in the market space for people to become freelancers rather than you know be be, be hired by a company. You know, and I think uh, over the time, people are going to learn that going to university or college is not important anymore. Somebody you can just learn uh, inside your house. Boom, you have the skill. You can get the job. You can get some money. And I think that, that, that's what the, the next generation is about. You can hire yourself. Not that you need a degree to be hired. I think that's that will be a game changer in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got a degree in business, and I've been a software engineer for 25 years. I do have to say it's pretty tough in the beginning, though. And after the dot-com crash, the standards got a lot stricter. Uh, so it's pretty hard to find a job where I could, you know, pass the interview not having a CS degree. But then on the other hand, it depends on what you want to do. Like, I think a CS degree is good if you want to learn all the fundamentals. Uh, yeah, but, but so if you want to learn cutting edge shit like AI, blockchain, is a CS degree really going to help you? I think computer engineering can help you in that. Yeah. So you're going Especially to Wichita in what, July? Yeah, July. All right, what are you studying again? Cyber security. Oh, that's right. Is it a master's course or what are you doing? It's a university. University of Wichita? Yeah. WSU. WSU, Wichita State University. Washington, no, not WSU. Oh, it's Wichita. I think we are at the 50. We're at the 50, okay. Well, nobody's messaged me. Anybody wants to message us? Join Ethereum Weekly on Telegram. Or go to ethereumweekly.com. We have a subreddit. And thanks again. We'll, we'll post the stream live. I mean, not live, but uh, the recording. We'll, we'll publish it um, probably tomorrow. Anyway, yeah, Chatter, it's been coming. a pleasure. Yeah, uh, thank you. I think this, this uh, the second podcast has been an amazing experience to me. I think... Uh, us just talking about these topics kind of help uh, one way or another to think more on what to come through ahead. And I think what we, we have planned is, is amazing. I think uh, it's the only thing remained about it is just like execution from it. And uh, I, think, I think to my YouTube, yeah, and I think to my YouTube channel, uh, 
this has, this will be the start. I think I'll be streaming. Uh, whenever we stream, I'll be streaming live. I want to at least update uh, what I have there on my YouTube. Uh, get a maybe get a better camera and be able to help out with the Ethereum weekly and the upcoming project. And I think that's, that's me and out. Yeah, and we can talk about this offline, but if we want to cover more topics than just Ethereum, we should maybe come up with a different name for the podcast. And we can, yeah, you know, I, I, can, I, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people in the industry and I asked them if they want to be on the podcast, but they said, I don't know anything about blockchain. It's like, well, maybe if we just had like a tech related podcast, those people could come on as guests and we could have some good conversations. Yeah. Anyway, think about yeah, it. Think, think about a name. I think we can talk this off. Yeah, think about a yeah, name. Sure, we'll, sure. We'll, we'll still keep this one going for now, but we, we might pivot to a broader topic. All right, well, I've got some exit music here. Let me find it. Uh, never mind. I lost it. Oh, wait, here, here, yeah, it, is, here it is. Here it is. Hold on, I remember where I put it. <laughs> 